Hello and welcome to Check by Support Act. Now, thanks for joining us. This is episode three. We hope you're all doing well in isolation right now, keeping up your social distancing practices. The whole point of this daily webcast is to keep you informed about what's going on in the music world and with the crisis more broadly, but also to discuss your well-being, particularly around your mental health. Uh, and at this point, I want to encourage people to contact our wellbeing helpline if they're experiencing any uh, you know, problems with their mental health at this problem, which can be reached at 1-800-959-500. Uh, today, I'm joined by Tom Harris from White Sky. Thanks for joining me, Tom. Hey, Luke. Thanks for having me. Yeah, cool. So it feels like we're on uh, live television right now, but we're pre-recording this and we're going to put it up a little bit later on this afternoon. We thought it'd be good to have Tom on to have a discussion about what's just happened overnight with the JobKeeper announcement. Uh, which nobody really knows what's going on just yet. Hopefully Tom has a little bit more insight for us. Uh, but also what's brought us to this point with the job seeker allowance and, and uh, Centrelink payments in general. Uh, so firstly, maybe Tom, you want to tell us a little bit about White Sky? Sure. Uh, okay, so White Sky is a music accounting firm. We work predominantly with um, touring artists, um, their managers, record labels and other music businesses. Uh, we handle the day-to-day -day accounts as well as uh, tax and royalty expertise and royalty accounting and uh, royalty reviews. Anything music and finance related, basically. So uh, you're keeping quite busy at the moment? Yeah, it's been a bit chaotic the last few weeks, but um, I think everyone in every role, whether you're a school teacher or a medical <laughs> practitioner or any, anyone, everyone's um, lives have been turned upside down. So, yeah. But... Um, but we're trying to focus on our area, which is which is these stimulus um, packages that are coming out from the federal and state governments, and um, trying to make sense of it, which is which is not easy because it's all very much made up on the fly, um, and uh, um, and still waiting for more and more information to come. But I think we can talk about, like I said, we can talk about the announcement yesterday and what that means for the music industry and uh, and individuals. Yeah. So, I mean, broadly, when you heard the announcement about uh, the government's uh, JobKeeper subsidy they announced yesterday, which we'll probably explain a little, in a little bit more detail yesterday, what was, your, uh, what was your first thought when you heard that announcement? I thought this is fantastic. This is great. This is what, um, it's sim it's similar to what they're doing in other countries like the UK, and, um, and I think that this is what um, some other parties had been calling for early on, and I'm glad that the, uh, the government have decided to go ahead with this measure. The big difference that this new way, what, what they're calling job keeper, is different to what was happening previously was that and what the stimulus that they were offering they were offering stimulus to people who were unemployed or people who had recently found themselves unemployed bonus payments and and double unemployment benefits etc which meant that there was enormous amount of people becoming unemployed going to Centrelink what they're doing now is essentially giving rather than giving the money to Centrelink to to pay all the you know all these newly unemployed people they're giving the money to the employers and saying you pay this to to your staff rather than firing them rather than make, making them redundant. Um, and why that's a good thing is because it keeps the relationship between the employer and the employee intact. It means um, there's a little bit there's more a little bit more money. It's $1,500 a week instead of um, whatever it was, $1,200 or something or $1,100 a week. But, um, but it also means that the employer can top up the wage of the if um, yeah, of the of the employer so of the employee. So if someone was on a higher wage and then they get the $1,500 a fortnight. Um, paid to the business, which then gets on paid to the staff member, and then the, the business can top up their wage so that the employee is um, 
is still getting the same amount of money or close to the same amount of money as they were before. They can cover their, their living expenses, et cetera. Um, as, and, the, and, in more, and equally as importantly, the business can continue to uh, operate and continue to be a business. Yeah, so I, mean, I think one of, the, one of the things we've heard so far in our discussions uh, at Support Act is exactly what a business is. I think a lot of people get confused about what a business is when they're sole traders or freelancers. Yep. Um, so a business would include sole traders, would it not, Tom? So sole traders have been included in this as well as, um, as yes, as a, there is, as a business and an employee of their own business, so to speak. So if you're a sole trader, you need to register as like an employer. Um, you're, so you don't, you don't get paid via the person who is paying you. Say, so if you're a crew member and you're, you know, you're a sound engineer and you tour with a band, um, because you're a sole trader, you don't qualify to be paid through the through the band. Instead, you register yourself, and then you get the money gets paid to you directly. And the and the the eligibility for this is that you just need to be able to show that your um, income has dropped by thirty percent or more. Um, you know, this month compared to the pre the same month last year. That stuff is still a little bit unclear, and I realise, particularly for bands who tour, you know, seasonally, their income is not consistent month to month. It doesn't really make sense. So that sort of thing might make sense for a cafe that, you know, or a restaurant that turned over X amount in March last year, and then half half as much in March this week this year. So 30% drop means that they're they're eligible. In the music industry, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but there's a lot more detail on how to measure eligibility um, that is expected to come out when this is formally announced, probably later this week or over the weekend, I think. Okay, great. So, so if people are looking at the Job Seeker Allowance, which was announced last week, which is the Centrelink payment, and looking at Job Keeper, I mean, I guess we're starting to see the pathways that people need to start choosing for themselves. There's a large number of people who have lost their jobs um, and I have sought job seeker, but this job keeper payment, it's going to send people down two different pathways. Do you want to mm. kind of express what you, what you think the, the delineation is? Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're pretty, you can't do both. You're right. There's two options. You're either unemployed, in which case you go to Centrelink or you are still employed, in which case you um, get the, you get paid money through your employer, the where it gets complicated is the sole trader the sole trader has to sort of decide which one they would go for in most cases the sole trader if they can would go with the job keeper because it's more money that would be the smart for sure <laughs> it's more money and, and it doesn't come with all of the other stuff that like you don't need to look for work you don't need to um you know keep the the, the um, job search diary and or, you know and register with you know centrelink and all of that so it's a lot it's uh, and and it sort of just it's designed so that when we all, as a society, as a as a as a world, come out of this out there the other end, things are relatively intact. So rather than having, you know, a million plus people become unemployed and then everybody try and find another job again, this way people keep their relationships with their employers or um and uh, and can hopefully pick up where they left off when when things start picking up. I guess the simple way for a, like a sole trader freelance musician or crew worker to understand it would be that your business still exists you just don't have any work at the moment it's like you're a plumber with with no burst pipes to fix at this point in time so exactly uh, going from there i mean there there are some uh requirements to prove the 30 percent drop in income which you spoke about just before uh so that can be proved via profit loss statements do you, do you have any advice for people um listening 
as to like what they can get started with. We understand it's not clear just yet exactly what kind of proof, but it does look like there's less less in the way of paperwork to be done with the job keeper than there was with job seeker. Um, what can you recommend to people to get started on uh, right now to get themselves prepared for the application? Well, getting your, your personal books up to date is, is a definite, because you, like you say, there's going to be a requirement to show, we're not sure exactly how that's going to be, there's going to be a requirement for you to have to show the bank, uh, sorry, the, the, the government that you're... Um, well, they are the bank at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that may be in the form of bank statements. Um, so bank statements would be one thing. I'd be recommending people start getting together. Um, if you've got a, if you've got your, your receipts and your bookkeeping in general, um, uh, I'd get it all together and start putting it into a spreadsheet or however it is that you collate and record all that information um, into accounting package or whatever. But Given that this is sounds like it's going to be focused on income, bank statements would be the main would be the main one I would be looking at for a for a sole trader. Okay, great. If, if anyone if anyone is registered before uh, for GST or um, then your BAS statements also, which is um, which is the business activity statements, which you'd be lodging quarterly or monthly or annually. Okay, and so in terms of they said that they would be starting payments on May first. Um, I mean, the, this payment will be made through the ATO. Do you, do you have a sense of like what it might mean for people's tax burden? This is a taxable income as well, but do you, is there any sense at White Sky around what the ATO's motivations might be in the, in the future around this payment? Or do we think it's just, that's just an administration? Um, not sure what you mean. Like what, why, why is it strange that it's coming through on well, uh, what, that it's claimable income? Well, maybe that's something you can explain to me a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, I think it makes it. it it's um. It's not really clear what what, what this is going to be treated as. If it's claimable income, then it just then it makes sense because it's it's, it's supposed to be replacing your existing income, your the income you would have otherwise made in that period. So it um. So it's uh. Yeah. So it's a it's a complete you know replacement. If it was not if it was not taxable, then people who had worked for seven or eight months of the year earning X amount of money would then suddenly drop down into a different tax bracket and pay no tax on that money that, that they'd earned before the virus crisis hit. Yeah, okay, right, that, that does make it clear. Um, so in terms of the job seeker and the job keeper, I guess there's a lot of people who would qualify for job keeper who have already gone through the process with job seeker. Um, would your advice be to go with the one that applies to them more, if that is JobKeeper, to jump on, on board with that? Or At the moment, what we're telling our, our clients is to register for both because uh, most of the people who have registered for JobSeeker last week, it still hasn't, they, have, they still haven't finished the process. They're still all, the, you know, they're still collecting paperwork, they're still waiting for their phone, for the callbacks uh, to find out the status. So um, register for both, and then um, and just and just see how um, and just see which see how it all falls. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious to a lot of people who uh, you know which category they they fall into. But if you're one of those people, probably a sole trader, and you're not completely sure, I'd I'd register with both. But like I said earlier, this new one, this job keeper, seems like uh, the the uh, the way to go. Okay, and. Um... <clears throat> In this time, I mean, people have got time on their hands. Not everyone's great at books. Do you think when preparing this information that they should have a try, have a crack at themselves and do a profit and loss and all that kind of thing? Or do you think it's the kind of thing they should go to a professional for? Um, 
You could probably, yeah, no, I think having a crack yourself is definitely, um, is definitely worthwhile. It's not rocket science. It's really just a matter of adding up all of your costs and all of your, um, your income. Um, most, you know, accountants can definitely um, give you a hand with that or at least have a crack at it, come back to us because it's going to cost you your money, money that you don't have if you go to an accounting firm and say, if people, if people coming to us and saying we've got all this backdated bookkeeping we need done, we're flat out busy you know, working on a client so it's like whether we're not going to be able to get to it, I'd say just have a crack yourself. It's not, not that hard. Like I said, get the bank statement is the main thing. Have a look at how much income you've, you've made at each month over the last you know 12 months and see how it's differing from now and um and that's your that's your first point of evidence we'll know more by the end of the week about exactly what requirements they they need but um but uh for a sole trader it's not much more that you could can offer yeah absolutely uh, it's a pretty amazing package uh so our uh, well-being helpline at support act uh, which is contactable by 1-800-959-500. It's a 24-7 uh, wellbeing helpline and there are financial counsellors available to talk to you through that helpline. Uh, I'd like to thank you for joining us today, Tom. That was really informative. Hopefully people got a lot out of it. We'll be putting some more resources uh, in the comments section and on the Support Act website. Maybe I'll hit you up for some of that stuff, uh, Tom. No, no problem at all. <laughs> Thanks for joining us and we'll see you Thanks, tomorrow. Luke. Cheers, mate.